Here we go. The John Carlos Sherry Elliker Show. You coming right along with the ride. Don't forget, it is a combination of news, entertainment, something we like to call newstainment. That's right. Everybody has a chance to participate in the show. Thank you, Andrew, for that. <clears throat> I told Sherry I caught her last night. I don't want to browbeat the girl because she works hard on these songs. And she's singing. She says she has an original song that she has written about her and Trevor. I thought, what's well, a love song? This is going to be nice. So something new. John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show. Sorry, I Sherry Elliger. Real hard out on the barbed wire range. Oh, and country. when I start to sweat, I really work up the stands. Oh, boy. But I don't have to worry, oh. nor wear no dress of pink. Cause I know my man, he loves me when I stay. Yes, okay, does. okay, that's yeah. enough, Sherry! <laughs> oh. oh my god I'm sorry but it's true And I have on my dress of pink Okay <laughs> Get Trevor on there to find out about that Alright yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off I know you told me you had 17 verses on that thing But maybe we'll get to some of the other ones later Thank you I, Much I appreciate just the opportunity to be considered For you know for the show at all So thanks You always work hard on your entrance song and i again you go above and beyond all the time all right let me get my i got a joining here the video that's important all right here we go everybody let's see lots and lots of news for everybody that's interested in news and again attainment attainment uh joe's been working hard on this so oh by the way it is happy world radio day how do we celebrate world radio day huh anybody i'm not I think we are all celebrating it because we're tuned into radio in some way or another. It's just mm-hmm. they just ask you to please recognize that radio is still very much a a vibrant medium. Um, it started back in Spain in September of 2010, and they just say, "Hey, you know, make sure that you say, you know, Happy Radio Day to people that are in radio." Or oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still time to shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we did a story yesterday. Out, yeah. Yeah. We just saw yesterday about this little town in, yeah, little town in Alabama that lost somebody stole their tower and they didn't realize that somebody had stolen their tower. And then Sherry made fun of them for five minutes on the radio, by the way, about how do you not know <laughs> that you're off the air? Well, I wonder how they're celebrating <laughs> World Radio Day. By the way, I heard there's a little bit of a scandal there. I heard that it's it's looking like the owner intentionally uh, took the the tower down because he's trying to get an insurance payout so he can cash out of that whole thing. Oh, oh my goodness! The oh. radio plot thickens. It does. It wasn't until the landscapers went to weed whack around the the <laughs> the tower they realized the tower, but no one else knew other than the weed whackers. Uh, so happy radio to everybody. Seattle man is fed up with the fact that uh, the ballooning food delivery service charges. By the way, that was the city council of Seattle decided they were going to help out those people in the gig economy by slapping on an extra five bucks. And then, of course, if you learn about any about economy, then when things become more expensive, people buy less of it, including labor. Uh, a wage is a price and a price is a wage. Keep that in mind, everybody. As we talk to Tony, who's been making big news, he'll be on in just a little bit. He uh, decided, you know, I don't need DoorDash. I can do this on my own. So it's just Tony, a bike 
helmet and a determination that is not to be questioned as he pedals around and delivers food. And we'll find out how he's doing as he decided to go out on his own with Tony's Deliveries coming up. Boy, this is not an exclusive because he's just been he's been just about everywhere, hasn't I he? I know. <laughs> yeah, he's been he was on all day yesterday. We had I think they ran the story several times hey, during hey, our easy, news. Easy. Hey, 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 money the average person makes with uber you know it's really interesting that that people are always feeling bad for people with you know uber jobs and the numbers are pretty startling when you see how well uber people actually do and that the city council wanted to step in and save everybody and help everybody it turns out they don't need a whole lot of help most of them 80 percent of the people that are involved in uber are satisfied with their jobs happy with the jobs that they have that's higher than the average person plus also the average uber driver is making sixty-three thousand. the doordash guy is also making somewhere in there about 50 more than 60 some thousand so there's money to be had of course that's prior to them taking all your taxes and then you take all the deductions out of it but 80 percent Job satisfaction higher than the average person who's working for somebody, going to a place and having a boss and having the rest of the stuff. But we'll find out um, why Tony decided to go in out entirely on his own, and he will face a barrage of tough questions from <laughs> Sherry. 123.4 million Americans tuned into the Super Bowl. It is the second most watched event in world history since the moon landing, if you believe they actually landed there. Um, so I don't know why people find this so amazing that so many people tune into something like this, but there is a weird cultural phenomenon that you get sort of sucked up in it. So I'll number 47% of people watching is because they care about football. And then quickly it goes down to something to do. Friends invited you. It's a party. And then it gets down to, I'm just there for the food. So because you were able to kind of collect everybody in there, but if you took the Super Bowl part of it out and just had it as a football game, of course, you wouldn't have those types of numbers. But everything is leading to it. So you get the halftime. Oh, halftime is also 17% of the people tune in just for the halftime show. And then there's a percentage tune in for the commercials. But everybody gets kind of swept up. It's like, well, what are you doing for, you know, for the big game on Sunday? What are you going to be doing for the big game? And then you just you don't care about it. You just go because people are inviting you to a party. Yeah. Do you know what they're calling this? The Taylor Swift effect. They're actually giving her credit for increasing the ratings. She was only on camera for 54 seconds throughout the entire game. Uh, But mm -hmm. they think that, you know, so many people that are Swifties tuned in just to get a glimpse of her, just to see where she was, what she was wearing. There there was an uh entire side market, like uh, uh, grocery stores and other places started printing and making cakes that said, go Taylor Swift's boyfriend. So there was a a whole mini economy just out of marketing the fact that it was Taylor Swift's boyfriend in a game. Yeah. I wonder how it'll do next year. Take the Taylor Swift factor out of it, depending. Probably looks like the Chiefs, again, they'll say they'll probably be on top. It's a dynasty for them. Young Malone, of course, Sherry at the age of 28, certainly uh, not even into. Didn't I say Mahomes? No, you said Malone. Uh, Mahomes. Well, Malone was there as well. Um, (laughs) A a 28-year-old phenom, certainly not even in his prime yet. He's going to give Tom Brady a run for his money. Um 
So we'll see how it goes next year. I've read a piece from NPR um, about um, why people watch the Super Bowl, even though there is a great concern about uh, concussions. It's like, yeah, yeah, NPR. If people watch the Super Bowl, deeply concerned about the concussions. And then they're like, why don't people watch other things or care about other things? It's just like, yeah, kid. Uh, I did feel bad not watching. And we did get invites from other people. But I think it was the last year when people were talking to us at this party. And they're like, who do you like? I'm like, I don't really care. And then the one guy realized I really wasn't watching very closely. They had two TVs on. One of them had on was guests coming through a satellite or a signal. So it was delayed by four seconds or something. So I'm watching the delayed game because this guy had televisions all over his house. So this one person's going, you like to bet? I'm like, yeah, I like to bet. He goes, uh, I bet they fumble on this play. I'm like, okay, I'll bet you a buck. And then all of a sudden they fumble. He's like, uh, bet they run off the right side on handoff. He's like, eh, a dollar. Okay, sure. And it runs off. So this happens for about eh, seven minutes. And some guy takes mercy on me and goes, uh, by the way, that TV is <laughs> delayed by five seconds. The one you're watching, the one he's watching is right over there. And they're like, ha, ha. And suddenly I was back to, I was in eighth grade again without any body hair. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, in eighth grade, I didn't have a lot of body hair, okay? Oh, okay. I, I wasn't going to ask for an update. I just. Uh... Stop being a girly man. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the Super Bowl and the landing, moon landing, Sherry? Uh, no, there's not much else to say except that in 2023. Uh, there is. There is. You have to have the insight. You ready? Next yeah. year, they do the Super Bowl on the moon. Okay? Skyrocketing numbers. <laughs> and Combine the you, two. If you're comparing numbers, mm -hmm. 2023, 115 million. So they got an extra 7 million. Mm hmm. Overall, people did not like the commercials. They think they were funny. They didn't think they were really anything at all. They just everybody played it safe. Really interesting how the marketing sort of general line of how they're going to treat this year, uh, 2024. So they all played it safe. I don't know what that means by playing it safe, but and why they decided they would all play it safe. They started to do those sort of uh teach us and be better people commercials they'd go starting like in 2015 16 and then of course 2020 21 we're all supposed to be feel guilty so they did those sorts of things but they decided they play it safe safe i meant i guess meant not funny not necessarily entertaining um and very few people getting hit in the crotch so by the way that's classic humor go with that every single time all right sherry yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that they have, um, I mean, they have such a high standard now that it, everybody's comparing them. They weren't that good this year. They weren't that good this year. Well, when were they, were like, at their peak? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, really, have, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> and they think that playing it safe is because it's part of that pendulum thing that's swinging, you know, where uh -huh. uh, a couple of years ago it was all about, you know, inclusion and things like that. Now they're going right down the middle so people don't feel excluded. Yeah. Uh, the other one is um, the weird part, because everybody is so siloed and people are experiencing pop culture in their own sliced up sections, you don't have universal experiences where everybody can go and relate to something. Mm -hmm. 
i.e., the one commercial, I don't know, is for uh, some cellular service or something. The three guys, the one guy comes out, he's got a beard, that long hair. Who is that, Joe? And the other guy, I think he was on that show Scrubs or some other show. The black guy, big guy, white guy with a beard, long hair, other guy, they're dancing. They're doing sort of a takeoff on Flashdance. Do you remember yeah, that? I, that I saw that one, okay. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm wondering how many people under the age of like 60 would even get those references to Flashdance and them dropping the water down on the guy and pulling down his sweatshirt to reveal one shoulder. Was that lost on a certain portion? Let's check with Joe, who I believe is under the age of 60, although his lungs sound like he's 95. <laughs> Joe, did I, you get those references? I didn't get that one, no. I okay. knew it! Joe Moving on. Andrew. Did but, you get those references? Uh, like, why did the water splash down on the guy? Do you know that? Uh, I don't know the there reference. There we go. No yeah. further questions, Your <laughs> Honor. But I find it rather refreshing that they are targeting people that are a little bit older. And there's, it's not all so foreign to us in terms of what the, you know, the uh, influencers are and, and all that other stuff. So I think it's fine. I like it. Well, give it a... Give it. Oh, I like it. I, like I also it. like getting. I like getting new tennis balls in my walker. The first couple like of it. yards, it's they're a little slick, but once I get the fur off the bottom of the balls, yeah. I've got better better friction on the ground. Oh, that's a tease. Oh. Um. This oh, is weird that these tease. guys. No. <laughs> Jeez, it's happened in Edmonds. Uh, why do they only charge these people with uh, trespass? It's a concerning situation for folks here in Edmonds. Police say this pair broke into a house while trying to get away from officers. Today, we learned one of the suspects has a history of felony convictions, but today a judge ruled that both will be able to get out of jail without bail. Why not? Yeah, listen, they got a history of felonies. Let them out of jail. Why do they have a history of felonies? You should let him out of jail. A tense standoff at this Edmonds home after police tried to stop three suspects in a stolen car. Police say the suspects broke into this house at random in an attempt to get away from officers. The suspects were booked for felony burglary and resisting arrest. They ran around the backside of a residence and ultimately into the back door of that residence. Um, the uh, people that live there came running out the, the front um, and met with officers. Welcome to the Snohomish County District Court. But in court today, prosecutors said they were reducing the charges for the suspects to misdemeanors for now. Residential burglary requires the person to go in with the intent to commit a crime against a person or property inside. And I just feel that the report is lacking those details. The 25-year-old man who was arrested didn't appear in court because he's in detox. But this is the 45-year-old suspect who police say also stayed in the home using drugs while refusing to give up. We're not showing her face because she hasn't been formally charged, but her defense attorney said she is a grandmother from Pierce County and needs to be released to take care of her family. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, thought sounds of that like before. she's, yeah, yeah, because the kid is probably wondering where she is to read a story to him tonight. Good Lord. And by the way, how about getting, um, they were evading the police, right? They broke into the house. They're in the home of these, then they're home. And then you're doing drugs in the house and you get them on a misdemeanor. Oh, and let them go. Let them go. I'm sure they'll come back again.
they have every reason to come back again. So you don't, you, you don't no bail. Let them go, and then you want them to show back up, right? You'd like them to show back up. Good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. I got a wild prediction. I bet Granny does more drugs and possibly robs or gets hooked up with somebody else and break into another house. I'm just going to make a wild guess that 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 person will continue with their life of crime. I don't think all of a sudden getting caught, going in, and then being released, they're going to feel anything. Just let them go. I, I just don't know how they can say that there was no intention for them to rob the house. How do they know? They weren't in there that long, and the police were already outside, So, but maybe if they weren't, who knows? Because, because it wasn't in the report. They didn't break in to steal something, whatever they told them. What a, what a mess. And, and, but I'm sure those people that they had their house broken into were sitting there. I'm sure they were, they're really satisfied with the wheels of justice grinding through this, th- through them, not the people that committed the crimes. I mean, allegedly committed the crimes. All right. I want to find out why this guy, was this guy actually a DoorDash driver prior yes. to breaking? He was. He was, yeah. All right. Well, he better get ready, Sherry. Because when you start firing these questions at him, he's not going to what end is up. No, I don't right? have bad questions. I'm, I've got curiosity questions. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, it's an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, nobody's covered this. <laughs> not on our show, anyway. We'll talk to Tony himself. We come right back. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my Go, Queen, go! I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride it where I like. You say black, I say white. You say bar, I say bite. You say wow. shark, wow. I say him. And George was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. You say Rose, I say Uh-oh. Royce. You say God, give me a choice. You say Lord, I say Christ. Tony! Tony, we don't want to keep you on the line much longer because we know you're out making money the old-fashioned way <laughs> on your own. You cut out the middleman. Right, yeah. You said, you said, I don't need you. Screw you, DoorDash. And uh, <laughs> it's an interesting concept because you're charging five bucks. You only cover a, a, how big's the radius? Do you go all the way to Spokane, or you just kind of keep it within like a five-mile radius? Uh, yeah. I keep I keep it within the in uh the metropolitan area it's only it's only about a mile and a half that i would go so yeah okay hmm sure it's a small small window yeah very particular customer yeah so tony you've been getting a lot of publicity the last couple of days and i'm just wondering if it's (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks to you, because you created the business that people obviously want. But how has that affected your business? Have you seen people just rushing to utilize your services? Uh, it, it's been doing well. I, I, it's, it's good. I don't, I, I don't know how, how, how else to describe it other than it's good. And I'm just yeah. appreciative of the fact that people are coming and, and they respect me. And they're like, oh, man, it's so, so good to see you, Tony. You know, it just, just makes me feel good. So the his- so the history, Tony. You were working for DoorDash, right? Uber, Uber Eats. Oh, I mean, Uber Eats. Okay, Uber Eats. Uh, and you were delivering and making money. Do you remember how much money you would make a year just on the gross, not not the deductions or the taxes taken out? What were you doing prior to this? It was like a cool twenty five. 
they're giving me like 25. I, I think they, you know, they, I was probably one of their better Uber people and like, I'd get like a good tip and then they'd, they'd like slow me down or something. I don't know. I'd always get like a, I'd get like maybe like a $50 tip and then I wouldn't receive an order for a long time. And that always kind of bother me because then it like my personableness is, you know, it's negated, you know, like, yeah. what's the point of being personable if you, you can't, can't really take advantage of that. So was that, is that sort of hearsay that Uber eats? If you got a big tip, they're like, Oh, you know, that guy's going to be okay for a while. So guess, we'll send more I mean, to somebody else. I can't really, I, I mean, obviously like, I don't know. Right. But like my experience, mm-hmm. like if I'm just talking about my experience, I've experienced like, you know, I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit there too. And that would happen in LA where someone would do like a great job and they'd get like a good tip. And then it would just be like, you know, they, they kind of cap your earnings a little bit. I, and now granted, it's supposed to make it fair, uh, for the rest of the drivers. And now granted also, I cannot say if it actually exists, uh, um, but that's just my experience just, just from that kind of perspective. So, right. So, so, here, in the so, city, yeah. so when the city council decided they were going to, they want, they were concerned, deeply concerned with how much money you were making. So they ended up uh, increasing and putting a $5 additional uh, sort of fee on top. Did you, if you could have told them not to do that, if you could have foreseen what was going to happen, or did you sort of get some idea, wow, this is, this is going to kind of price us out of the market? Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of an interesting take. I mean, if I had a crystal ball, I could, I could say a lot more. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, I think, I think that maybe the people that were involved had good intentions. I don't know exactly, uh, the economics behind that, but, uh, I mean, the person that's hurting the most here is the customer and the restaurants. And, you know, I think it's, I think for, if, you know, if you're choosing Tony delivers, it's like mm-hmm. clear, like, who do I care about? I care about, the person that's making the you know the choice to deliver to me or from me, and mm. uh, then the restaurant. I mean, at the end of the day, like what is what is this whole economy other than people working hand in hand together? You know, it's not it's not like man, I got to make this amount of money or whatever. It's just we're you know we're all trying to make buy, and yeah. you know, trying to establish a better way of doing that. And hopefully, I can you know. Mm-hmm. So, Tony, I think the procedure is with Uber Eats is sometimes they hang out at these hot spots waiting for an order to come over. How do you run your business? Do you wait for something? I mean, since you're on a bike, it's a little bit limited in terms of where you can go and how many orders you can pick up. But what's your procedure? Oh, you mean in terms of like uh, how people were to contact me to, to get a delivery? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's say let's say you contact me and you're like, hey, Tony, I'm on third and broad. Uh and I want to order from Chipotle. And I go, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, you make your order at Chipotle and, you know, it's a burrito bowl or something. And you text me your name and I go there and I, you know, say, hey, Bloom, blah, 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 blah. It's for this yeah. person. And then I deliver it to Third and Broad. And, and there's no hot spot. It's just like, it's just the person to person. I'm kind of doing the mental logistics uh, yeah. myself right now. Um, and, you know, Maybe maybe over time the mental logistics must change, but right now they're working, so yeah. it's not broken. So, don't fix it. Right. So you, when they put the five dollar, the additional five dollar in there, the tips went down. We're hearing from a lot of uh, DoorDash and Uber drivers that they're they're waiting longer to get it. They're getting less business, and when they do drop the stuff off, there's no tip. So they're making less 
money because the price of everything went up and the people are not going to pay the additional five plus also tip you've cut the middleman out and in effect you're doing this entirely on your own because you don't have a third party person getting involved it's just you and the customer without the government coming in and saying oh we will determine what you should get paid so for you do you think if this thing keeps going this could be uh more financially rewarding being on your own than previous years? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it could be uh, much more rewarding, but it, not just rewarding financially, but socially as well, right? So, like, I get to meet customers or people, and I get to have conversations with them, and they get an extension of me, and maybe that makes their day better and improves their lives. And then wow. they go out and they do the wor- their work, and then they're like, oh, you know what? I, I, re- I just ran into this guy, you know, Tony Delivers. He's, he, you know, we were talking, and he... He gave me this idea, and then, like, that person gives another person an idea, and then, sure. you know, then they're feeling good. Sure. And I feel like part of the experience with DoorDash and Uber Eats is, like, you get, like, you got that sympathy tip, you know, you got that sympathy mm-hmm. wage. It's not mm-hmm. it's not a good experience. Your food is cold. I mean, your food's not going to be cold with me. You're going to get a good experience, and it's going to be something memorable, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't like to think of customers as customers. I like to think of them as experiencers, right? You want a good experience. You're not, in my kind of Tony economics, so to speak, you are no longer a customer. You're an experiencer. You want to experience what it means to have, uh, you know, great connections. And this is, mm-hmm. this is a, a step, step towards that. You're so too Tony, mu- too no- no, go ahead, Sherry. Go ahead. No, one was, of your great I, I, questions. I, I, no, no, go I, ahead. With one of your great <laughs> I was, questions. I was just going to say, uh, now that you've been on the John Curley and Sherry Elliger show, you know your fame is—it's going to go through the roof. Oh, What's going to happen if you get too many orders, too much, too popular? Will you expand this? And how are you going to find people with the enthusiasm and the positive, you know, vibe that you have? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, it might be kind of hard to find people with a touch of tone, but, you know, they're out there. <laughs> these people exist, right? It's not, it's, it is what it is, right? Like, the, yeah. I'm sure there's people that are like me. I, I, I mean, I've never met them, but I'm, I can find them. I'm sure if they, we'll, we'll get them out of, uh, out of the city dwellings if we have to. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I find those people if it's necessary. Uh, right. but right now, you know, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're not, we're, I'm not at that point where, you know, when we get there, we get there, we'll answer that question. And, you yeah. know, hopefully we answer that question sooner than later. What you need is 5,000 of them. And then you get a piece of everything they do. And then you just fly <laughs> somewhere and live in France or something. Yeah. You pedal your bike wherever no, you want. No, 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 that's no. Yeah, you be the middleman next time. I know, Tony. No, I'm kidding. No. Tony, I, I love I love the fact that you have the butterfly flapping its wings philosophy, which is like, if I could bring a little positive joy to you, you will accept that, and then that will make your life a little better, whatever it is, and then you'll pass it on to someone else. I completely and utterly agree. I try to live by that. Good for you. Continue to do great work. It's just the guy not needing the big corporation and not needing the government to tell him what he can charge. Uh, one final question. Uh, what type? Of, can you tell when you pick up the food that that person's going to be a crappy tipper? Oh, I mean, whether they tip or not, it doesn't matter. I'm just... I'm Tony, just that's not the, the question. <laughs> that's not, not what I want to know. If somebody's ordering like a burrito, you're like, oh, that's not going to tip well. Huh? I mean, it is It is what it is. I, I mean, I, I like, you know, the, I'm just, I'm grateful to the people that are, are ordering and, and, and they're getting their chance to experience a touch of tone. That's, that's all it is. Touch of tone. Touch of tone. Touch of tone. All right. All right. <laughs>
That's great. All right, well, Tony, we'll let you get back on the bike so other people can get a touch of tone as well. And I know he, he avoided that question because I, I know he knows the answer to it. All right, thank you, Tony. Get back out there. Way to go. Onward and upward, right, you little care. butterfly flapping your wings and getting a touch of tone out there. All righty. How about that? That should inspire everybody. That's and nice. I want, yeah, it's nice. All right, Sherry, I'll get you a chance to learn how to talk to your dog because joining us is Laura Stenfield, an internationally renowned pet psychic. Oh, boy. Are you, do you believe this? Hold on, let no. her speak before you. Oh, hold on! Hi, I'm Laura Stinchfield from the petpsychic.com, and this is Walking Words of Wisdom with my dog Hudson. And Hudson's been thinking about what words of wisdom he wants to say on this rainy Sunday. What do you want to say, Hudson? Believe in your animals? Okay, that's, wait, that's not the dog talking. That was her. Well, yeah, she's channeling the dog. Oh, duh. And believe that they can change. Like what? Like what can change? Can you tell us? Like what? Like that their behavior. That their behavior or their or their health. That's a good words of wisdom for today, Hudson. That's a good words, Bradley. Yeah, now, now I'm gonna lick. Now I'm gonna lick my genitals. Oh, do we have time for Bradley? Bradley, <laughs> hey, come on. What? Come on, quick, 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 quick. That's a good words of wisdom. <laughs> what about Bradley? Come on. What about you? What the hell, Joe? What the hell? <laughs> sure. Is. This is National Radio Day. <laughs> My fault. But I, I wanted to prove that even as a crazy dog lady, I'm not that crazy. Here's what this woman says. She says that you need to visualize what you want your dog to do. And somehow that will convey to him or her what you're thinking. So an example, dogs no. barking out the window. You say, stop that barking. Well, in your mind, you're seeing the dog barking out the window. Uh -huh, but you yeah. want to switch that and mm. say to him or her. Hey, when you are barking at the window, that makes me upset. But when you're quiet and looking out the window, that makes me happy. So you then visualize the dog looking out the window and not barking. Hmm. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. You have to create right. these mental images and then sort of transfer them to the dog. The dogs are some are smarter than you realize. I walk in the house, I know immediately that Lily has opened the cabinet door, they've gotten out the goodies, and they've eaten them and then hidden the bag. As soon as I walk in, they, they're cowering, they're underneath the truck, they're off in the corner. I'm like, what's going on, guys? And they just look at, uh, mm, mm, nothing, nothing to see here. Did they know? They, they just know they did something wrong, so they know the difference between right and wrong, right? And they also know that I'll be upset, so that's why they're all cowering. So they know. They've got a sense of guilt or shame or whatever else it is that goes with it. So, But I don't know if I can communicate with them by telling them, look out the window or some other thing. <laughs> she says as well that if you feel a pain, like you've got a headache, you've got something wrong, it may be your pet is in pain and they're sending you the pain so you will know. So you can go up to them and say, is this your pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And that, you, this one's on you, Sherry. Yeah. Get out the book. Sorry. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
Let me just make sure you put that in the book. Hold on a second. I'm going to get that in the book. Put that in your book. 